Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, it's a Monday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney. You're um, Danny AQA, and we're happy to be here with you. Can uh, I speak for you in that way? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Last time I checked, that's who I was, so that's all good. But what a lovely yeah. start to the week, Nadine. We've got the ASX 200 up by, well, about almost 59 points or 0.8 percent, and yeah, the SIBO 200 also all, almost up by eight tenths of percent or 10 points. Well, so. I think that's why I was so excited, Danny, because we had the local market hitting a 10, a 10 week high today. You know, it's all been looking pretty positive. Gold, Bitcoin. Apparently you know, there it. was this huge short covering rally on gold that had all the traders going berserk this morning because uh, the price really spiked, but then it's come down a little bit. So they might have all calmed down, but also Bitcoin is off to yeah. the races as well. So huge risk on rally pretty much across the board. So um, we will detail all of what helped move this market, but we've got also some pretty big news when it comes to origin as well. Well, we've had shareholders yeah, just reject that uh, Brookfield consortium offer on the table. So it happened Absolutely. by proxy vote. So it fell short of that 75% yeah. acceptance level. So yeah. big question, what now? Absolutely. What's going to happen and uh, how is the origin board going to happen mm -hmm. and handle it? And also what is Super going to do? But let's move on to the three themes. So I called it an almost everything rally because oil hasn't been a part right. of the party, but everything has been going up and it has been Bitcoin baby that has been leading the risk on rally and a couple of weeks back I did just again go back to Mike Howell and his call on global liquidity mm -hmm. and he said you get five times the, the um, acceleration or the push on Bitcoin compared to gold and Nasdaq and look he's right that liquidity seems to be feeding through at the moment. But we do have uh, data dependency this week. Um, totally. you know, not just data dependency, but also central bank dependency. So we've got the RBA meeting tomorrow. So there's a lot of enthusiasm that we'll see a hold being put on place there, but also expectations for some sort of interest rate cut being built into expectations from the US Fed, even as early as you know the first half of next year. Absolutely. So there's, there's so many market dynamics you know, happening, but we've got PMIs this week, you know, we've got uh, data coming through when it comes to, to jobs as yep. well. So this, like, it, it's a big week. Totally, really big week, because the US always focuses on that jobs data that comes out. So the ADP, anyway, we'll get to that later yeah. on, but it is lots of data. Maybe we should check in on some of the sectors and see how they did today. And I think we should have utilities. There we go. Well, which is a bit of a fizzle because it was really the miners you know, that led this yep. charge higher today. 
Um, you know, if we're taking a look at uh, positivity, Infotech was the best performing sector, A-REIT's best performing sector. Yeah. So yeah, really looking good. Even consumer staples and consumer discretionary. And I had a good chat with Louise Bedford from tradingdaygame.com.au. And she was saying that the consumer staples charts are actually looking really dismal. Down, down, down yeah. is what she is saying going forward. Metcash was one of the stories as well. But again, we'll get there in just a moment. Well, of course, there is that government. Uh, they're having a Senate inquiry into price gouging or whatever between Coles and Woolies. So that wouldn't be helping at the moment in terms of consumer staples. But you're absolutely right. The REITs up 1.6%, information technology up 2%, and uh, materials up 1.5%. So very, very interest rate sensitive sectors and also that uh, exposure to those higher, well, the sustained mm -hmm. high in oil prices. So you mentioned oil. Um, also Woodside Energy being the only Aussie energy company to sign a charter at COP23 when it comes to the decarbonization um, and uh, setting some targets there. So there's just a tidbit in relation to Woodside today. Um, but the story of the day really is the origin rejection of that Brookfield consortium. There was lots of conjecture around this bid. There was, uh, you know, it's, it's taken it's a long time to get even this far. But now the question is, what happens? Does the board break up, you know, the company? Who knows? I think I think there's uh, more water under the bridge from this one. I was chatting to uh, Tim Buckley today, not only about what's been coming out of COP28 in terms of renewables, nuclear, but also too, will you actually see Brookfield? They've been defeated with AGL. They've been defeated now with Origin. What are the next steps for them? And also, what are the next steps for Australian super? Are they going to step up to the plate with other superannuation funds to be part of this massive transition uh, that Australia needs to uh, invest in going forward. So I think watch this space, but there's more to this story mm -hmm. that could emerge. Um, when it comes to Coles and Woolworths, of course, we've got the Greens calling for a Senate inquiry into price gouging. I guess that's what you would call it amidst this cost of living crisis. Um, look, it's, it's a bit of a non-event, really, because mm. we do have Audi, we do have Metcash. It's, it's, they are a duopoly, but at the end of the day, it's not like there isn't competition. And we, we spend a lot of time going to farmers markets. I think you do personally. Yeah. I thought you and me. I thought I haven't done no, that. No, 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 no. We, as in my husband and yeah. I, we love a farmers market because those veggies are just amazing. Who yeah. doesn't love a farmers market? And Harris farmers market as well. I they want to cook up some beef yesterday. Yum. I think it was a dollar something a kilo. Anyhow, we digress. Metcash was out with its interim results today. Share price responded accordingly. In fact, did really well. Uh, it was a stock of the day that I've got to say my guests weren't quite so enamored no. with the company. Let's take a listen. Things have underperformed a bit, which is logical with inflation coming off. Um, consumer spending cycle, um, I, I expect, I mean, we all expected it to slow down. It's taken longer, which is amazing how much credit that consumers have been able to get access globally, uh, even in a tightening cycle. Uh, but I think that'll eventually buy it. So in that context, everyone's worried and it makes sense. Um, so I'm not jumping in to pick the bottom here. Uh, Metcash um, is doing okay. I don't think they're struggling, but I think the overall cycle is tough. Mm -hmm. um, I still think Woolies is the best of the lot, but I'm not buying Woolies here. So. I'm definitely not buying Metcash. So uh, I, I certainly didn't get enthused about it when uh, I read it this morning, um, but it was okay. okay. Uh, and, and that's about all you can say. And 
if inflation does continue, which I expect it will, uh, not necessarily at sky-high rates, but no time in history has inflation proved that transitory, that it came and went in such a short period of time. It just doesn't happen. And we always talk about it's going to, I mean, every time in history it was always going to be transitory, but it never was. Um, so, you know, uh, you can't do too wrong in being in one of these in the space, but I also still prefer Woolworths to Metcash, although Metcash is on a PE of only 11. So it's actually pretty cheap uh, compared to the other two. Um, mm -hmm. But in the longer term, uh, I'd rather be with a better company. So, Danny, they nominated Woolies as their preferred pick in the grocery space. Yeah, it's normally the best pick in terms of quality. So there you go. Now, do we have, well, hopefully we're going to welcome to the COB, Josh Gilbert from eToro. Josh, who is that man without the tash? Yeah, Molus. First of December came and I think everyone uh, thought it was best to go, so it's gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the markets are celebrating, including Bitcoin, up above 40 grand. Um, yeah, so what is what do you make of this rally of everything, pretty much, as Danny called it? Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of this optimism is generally coming from the expectation that the, the Fed is, is, is going to be cutting in the first half of 2024. You know, we, we've sort of seen markets pricing in as early as March. Obviously, really, that doesn't look to sort of really be coming fully into play until May. Um, but it's just sort of really driving a lot of optimism at the moment. Obviously, Jerome Powell and other Fed speakers are sort of doing what they can to sort of try and you know, talk down rates, but, you know, the market is just sort of not really listening to it. And, and um, obviously, USPCE was was uh, was good again on, on Friday as well. And for the time being, Jerome Powell is sort of going to continue to, as I say, try and talk this market down, but it doesn't seem to be listening for the time being. Certainly doesn't. And it's been taking not only Bitcoin, but gold with it. And there was a bit of a, I think, a short squeeze here in Australia this morning. It had a few of the traders going. Um, Josh, do you think we can get more upside into that uh, shiny metal at this stage? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of what is driving gold prices this year is obviously coming from the, the sort of the buying that we're getting from from central banks in the first nine months of the year. Central banks bought you know more than 800 tons of gold um, on track to sort of surpass 2022's record in that time as well. So you know China is sort of leading that uh, as well in terms of buying. So you know they're, they're buying more they're buying more gold than than we've ever seen before. Um, interestingly, though, it's you know we, we're seeing that lag from and sort of a, an investor uh, retail standpoint. So, we're, you know, we're seeing outflows from the likes of, um, you know, gold ETFs compared to sort of what um, sort of central banks have been doing. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a, a mixed sort of bag, really, especially when we've seen the sort of the, the dollar rise overnight as well. Um, but I do think there's a little bit more upside to, to gold from here from here as well. All right. Uh, let's talk about what's to come this week. We've got RBA. We've got Chinese inflation. We have PMIs. We have U.S. jobs. Like this is not uh, a week to sort of set and forget, is it? 
No, yeah, I hope no one's going on their, their Christmas holidays too early because you're going to miss a lot. But um, it was, yeah, I mean, look, firstly, if we start with the RBA, I mean, they had a you know nice little Christmas surprise last week from that inflation data uh, and obviously from that retail sales data. So I don't really think uh, Michelle Bullock's going to be in any rush to sort of raise rates um, tomorrow. She could still be the Grinch. Um, that could that could still come through, though, um, because she has, again, continued to sort of take that hawkish stance. We've seen that over the last sort of couple of weeks, really reiterating that you know inflation is becoming um, sort of homegrown uh, more persistent than sort of expected as well I think that keeps markets on edge a little bit as we head into the new year sort of kind of not really expecting the um, rates are done but I think the good news for investors is that you know they're unlikely to see a hike um, this week but uh, as I say I, I wouldn't be riding off the expectation that that we're sort of finished there uh, and then I think Chinese inflation is going to be sort of another big one to sort of keep an eye on especially given that it fell into sort of deflation last month still sort of continuing to see spending being pulled back that sort of property crisis is is sort of really having a huge impact um, on the consumer you know it's affecting everything from you know jobs to wages people feeling uneasy um, but when we do tend to get sort of bad news news from China, it's not always bad news because you know, that can sometimes be good news. It sort of stokes those sort of stimulus talks. It, it sort of, you know, um, sort of really gets sort of the market, you know, excited that we, we might get sort of more support. And it has been the market that has really disappointed this year. Um, so I think investors will be looking to, to sort of China to, to sort of see what data can come from there to see if there's going to be some more optimism coming next year. Josh, with, with such a rally having gone on, how would you position at the moment going into year end? Is there anything that you'd still like to be buying at this stage? Or is it a case if you haven't bought, you you just you might have missed that one? <laughs> Look, I think there is a little bit of risk in terms of buying at this point, given that huge move that we saw in November. Um, obviously, the ASX, sort of the best month of the year since sort of January, some huge moves from obviously US markets as well. And I think it does leave a little bit of risk there in the sense that we could see a bit of profit taking before the year ends. Um, and, you know, that, that gives a little bit of a potential for a short term pullback. But I think that there there's a focus really on inflation easing, rate cuts on the horizon, uh, and ultimately we, we sort of tend to see that strong seasonality coming in. And I think that should help the market push through to year end. I'm not sure we're gonna see any sort of huge gains into year end. We're starting to obviously see some, you know, those risk assets perform really well. Obviously, I think Bitcoin is the the sort of the, the key example of that. That has got, you know, other catalysts, including, um, you know, these ETFs that are expected to be accepted in in sort of January. You've got a Bitcoin halving in in April as well. So there's other catalysts outside of that. But yeah, I, I'd be sort of wary of sort of jumping in in terms of. Um, Putting in a you know a huge lump sum at this point in the in sort of the day, but as I say, there's there's certainly positioning going on for the new year. But I think investors have got to keep uh, wary of of sort of that rotation that we see that's going to potentially be happening next year into some of those unfavored assets, into some of those sort of cyclical names that have really underperformed this year. All right, well, Josh, thank you for joining us. You've given us the day with a bow around it, and talk to us about the week. I hope you have a good one. Thanks, guys. Take care. Josh Gilbert there joining us from eToro. So we better check in with the yeah. leaders in the laggards uh, today and see what's happening. And Chalice Mining up there by a 12%. There was some talk that there was some uh, news out of Indonesia that has driven oh, the right. share price higher, but I didn't see anything really specific relating to Chalice. So just keep that in mind. 
I also didn't see anything very specific to Star Entertainment. No, I think that's um, but it's been news. so volatile. Yeah, very, very volatile. And Genesis Minerals up 6%. Iris, interesting. Yeah. A few brokers upgrading that one at the back end of last week. So that one continuing to rally. But then again, it had been such mm -hmm. a terrible underperformer. Laggards, if we take a look at what uh, really did lead or lag the market, Helios again just uh, still more trouble there, talking about restructuring, possible origin energy, the story of the day down by 4%. And QBE, again, I didn't see anything associated oh, with probably it, but maybe bond interest yield. rate cuts. Yeah, yeah, bond yields. Yeah, probably bond yields. Um, and then lithium has just been in a bit of a spot of bother. It has. And uh, what about some of the small caps? Let's have hmm. a look at those. Hutchinson. Uh, oh, Meyer's an interesting one. 14%. Jess Meyer is up uh, 12% almost. I wonder if that's and anything to do with everybody saying that when they're at the shops on the weekend, it's just being really 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 busy really yeah oh. i mean my husband came home and said what what uh what spending crunch or what cost really? of living crisis wow, yeah people still going mm. well that's not good the rba won't want that one um and all cane resources up nine percent and the laggards let's see what's on this list anything that catches your eye well brain ship was one of the worst performers <laughs> today but uh, it's who knows so, why who's, it's so volatile and high field resources off by 13 percent so let's check in and see what is happening overnight and we've got eurozone centix mm -hmm. investor confidence and u.s factory orders we're going to have to wait a little bit yeah it's a little bit of just a tease for what's to come later in the week and of course tomorrow here we've got the rba we had the aussie dollar hitting a four month high mm. uh, today so there's plenty of expectation when it comes to rates so that will be the big one we've also got balance of payments and government finance but to uh, Josh's earlier point, we do get data out of China and it starts with the Taishin Services PMI that comes tomorrow ahead of what we get in the, the United US, States as yeah, well. Absolutely. So definitely a big days. And uh, yeah, that, uh, well, we've, we've pretty much summed it up, haven't we, Nadine? So the market looks so. like has closed out the ASX 200 up uh, by 51 points or seven tenths of a percent, 7,124. And the SIBO 200 also up by just over seven tenths or 10 and a quarter points. So not quite at the highs of the day, but look, we'll take it to start this, Absolutely. the first full trading week of December. We'll see what the market brings, see if that Santa Claus rally comes to fruition. And if you've missed any interviews we've done today, which touched upon all of the aforementioned, <laughs> uh, you can catch up online at ausbiz.com.au. So have a great evening. We'll see you all bright and early at 9.30 tomorrow morning. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com.
code PROGRAM.